0: What's up guys, it's a great day. This is Fuquan Bilal and we are back with another great episode of the PFREI podcast series. We interview experts in the real estate business in order to provide you with some of the best investment strategies and techniques used by leading fund managers, financiers, house flippers, and more. We appreciate every single one of you for taking the time to press play on the podcast and hope you enjoy this new episode. All right, guys, we are back again with another great episode of PFREI, Passion Real Estate Investments. I'm your host, Fukwam Bilal. Today we have Mark Podolski. I said that correct, right?
1: That's right. That's Absolutely. Right. Hold on a second. No, nobody, nobody mispronounces it. It's probably like Fukan. <laughs> All right, so uh let me just eat a little bit of your bio real quick
0: before we jump right into it. I'm really excited about this interview. So, armed with only $3,000, a gut-wrenching fear, and absolutely no real estate experience, Mark bought his first few parcels of rural Land in 2001. So, this guy is market cycle-tested because he got in before the big crash. So, I know we got some experience on, the, on this session. So, today, Mark is the author of Dirt Rich, The Ultimate Guide to Help You Build Your Passive Income and the owner of Frontier Properties, a very reputable and successful land investing company, and has been buying and selling land full-time since 2001. By focusing on working smart, not hard, he has completed over 5,000 land deals with an average ROI of 300% on cash flips and over 1,000% on deals he sells with financing terms. Wow. Those percentages are crazy. We got to get right into it. The first question that I always ask every guest is, why are you passionate for real estate investing?"
1: So I'll be honest, I have no passion for raw. <laughs> none. And after a while, it all starts to look the same to me. What I do have passion for though, is total freedom and wealth. Mm. So I, I love that real estate investing solves two problems for me. The first one is a money problem, having enough money so that my passive income exceeds my fixed expenses, and then I work because I want to, not because I have to. And the second more important problem that it solves for me is the time problem. To be able to work when I want, where I want, with whom I want, to have the choice of not to have to work is amazing, to, and to not have to be somewhere at a certain time. So Monday, Saturday, same day to me. And, and for me, that's what I'm truly passionate about and helping others get out of what I call solo economic dependency. I'm really, really passionate about in the sense that if they're not working and they're not making any money to free them from that is, is really my mission in life.
0: That's awesome, man. And then Getting started, you said with $3,000 and a gut-wrenching fear. Let's go back to that a little bit before we jump into you know, the strategy that you're using in this realm. What, what made you get started? Like, How did you, get, how did you like, decide to jump off the, the wings, the cliff and grow wings flying down, as they say?
1: So let's rewind the 2000 and I am a miserable, micromanaged, overstressed, overworked investment banker specializing in mergers and acquisitions with private equity groups. And I had a 45 minute commute to work and back. And Fuquan, it got so bad for me that I wouldn't get the Sunday blues anticipating Monday coming around. I'd get the Friday blues (laughs) anticipating the weekend going by really fast and having to be back at work on Monday. So my firm hires this guy and he's telling me that as a side hustle, he's buying up raw land, pennies on the dollar at tax deed auctions. He's flipping them online and he's making a 300% return on his money, if you're quiet, I'm looking at companies all day long and a great company, great company has 15% EBITDA margins or free cash flow. Great company. Average company is 10%. And I'm looking at companies all day long, less than 10%. So I don't believe him. So we go to New Mexico. I got three grand saved up for car repairs. I do exactly what he tells me to do. I buy up 10 half acre parcels an average price of $300 each. I flip them online. They all sell an average price of $1,200 each. It worked. So I took all that money. I went to another auction in Arizona where I lived. And again, this is 2000. There's no one in the room. I'm buying up lots. I'm buying up acreage. And over the next six months, I sold all those parcels. I made over $90,000 cash. So I go to my wife. She's pregnant by the way. I go, honey, I'm going to quit my investment banking job. I'm going to become a full time (laughs) land investor. And she's like, absolutely not. I said, okay, okay. So it took me about 18 months for the land investing income to exceed the investment banking income. And then I quit and I've been doing it full time ever since.
0: So did the downturn hurt you in any way? I mean, you had land. I mean, how did, how did that affect you when the, down, when the bank stopped lending? Um, you know, I have a couple of questions, but that's the first question. Um,
1: you know. Yeah. So if you don't mind, I'm going to do a shameless plug because okay. I write all about it. In dirt
0: awesome. rich, dirt rich, excellent, excellent. So, yeah, you guys got uh, in, in my
1: book. But to just to just give you the the quick story. So the downturn, I really didn't get hit hard until 2010, but I was not very bright. So the more money I made, the more money I spent. I had Parkinson's law of money, and now all of a sudden I've got all these land notes, and literally like it was between paying off my note or for them, food. Well, food won. So I lost about 50% of my income. Now, the company Frontier Properties was still profitable in 2008, 2009, 2010, but it took me about two and a half years to rebalance that portfolio and get those notes uh, resold again. And my my personal overhead was so high, it was no fun. I mean, it was quite the ego kick. And really looking back on it, it was the best thing for me because it just made me a better person and entrepreneur.
0: Yeah, us all, everyone has the same journey and, and story. Some people didn't make it out. So it's good that you you know, you stay with it and stay the course and refine your processes and still standing here today to share your knowledge with others to kind of learn what you do, what you do. So when you, when you, let's talk about the strategy now, you find a slot, you were buying them cash and then you started to get to a point where you started buying more and then do banks do financing for this? Some of the audience may want to know, you know, can you find a bank to finance a land deal? Is it all just private money with a note? How does that work out?
1: I mean, these are really small deals. So you don't need private money at all. You don't need banks. In fact, banks typically won't loan on raw land. So I'll kind of walk you through the model and then, you know, you can a- ask some additional questions from there. So Fuquan, where do you live? New Jersey. New Jersey. Okay. So let's pretend that you own 10 acres of raw land in Texas and you haven't paid your taxes on it. Let's say you owe $200 in back taxes. Well, I get the list from the county treasurer. Like, oh, there's Fuquan Bilal. He owes $200 in back taxes. He lives in New Jersey. So you're advertising two things to me. Number one, you've no emotional attachment to that raw land. You live in Jersey, the property's in Texas. And number two, you're distressed financially in some way, because when we don't pay for things, we don't value them in the same way. You haven't paid your property taxes. As a result, every month, you're getting notices from the county treasurer saying, Duquan, you don't pay your property taxes, you are going to lose it to a tax deed or a tax lien investor. So what I'll do is I'll look at the comparable sales on that 10 acre parcel, and I'm gonna take the lowest comp, let's say it's $10,000. All I'm gonna do is divide by four. And that's going to get me what Warren Buffett would call a 300% margin of safety. So I'm going to send you an actual offer of $2,500 for your 10 acre parcel. Now you accept it because for you, $2,500 is better than nothing. In reality, three to 5% of people accept my quote unquote top dollar offer. Now, after you accept it, I'm going to go through due diligence. I got to confirm you still own the property. I have to confirm back taxes are only $200. I've got to make sure there's no breaks in the chain of title, no liens or encumbrances. I want to get the maps, the plat map, the GIS map, the aerial map, I have a whole checklist. All this is outsourced to the Philippines for about $11. They're tapped into an American title company. Now it's only if it's 5,000 or less, 5,000 or more, I'll still use my team plus an American title company to close to take no risk. So now everything checks out. I buy the property from you for $2,500 and then I have a built-in best buyer. I'm going to sell this property 30 days or less. Do you know who my buyer is? Who? The neighbors. The neighbors. neighbors. (laughs) So I'm going to send out neighbor letters saying, hey, here's your opportunity. Protect your privacy. Expand your views and know who your neighbor's going to be. Yeah. And oftentimes the neighbors will buy it. Now, if they pass, I'll go to my buyer's list. I'll go to Craigslist. I'll go to Facebook. I'll go to... You know, landmoto.com, landandfarm.com, landflip.com, landhub.com. There's all these platforms of people that buy and sell raw land. It's a massive market. But the way that I'm going to sell it, I'm going to make it irresistible. So I'm going to ask for a $2,500 down payment. And then I'm going to make it a car payment. Let's say $449 a month, 9% interest over the next 84 months. So it's a one time sale. I get my money out on the down. I might go out six months. And then I've got this passive income coming in of 449 a month and 9% interest over the next 84 months through quant. No renters, no rehabs, no renovations, no rodents. And because I'm not dealing with a tenant, I'm exempt from Dodd-Frank, RESPA, and the SAFE Act. And so the game that we play is, can we create enough of these land notes where our passive income exceeds our fixed expenses? And then we're working because we want to, not because we have to.
0: That's awesome. Are you selling off the land notes?
1: I don't sell off the land notes um, because I buy land notes, but I personally don't need to. I want to build my passive income. So for me, if there's a deal that I need to do, let's say it's a bigger deal. um, I have a debt investors that are very happy making 10 to 12% paid quarterly and there's almost no risk. So they do that.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. you probably, uh, they probably can look into hypothecating those notes and leveraging them since they're already performing and extracting a little bit more juice out of them and lending more on other land notes. It's a little tip.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I like to buy the land notes, but I certainly, you know, personally, I don't need to sell them.
0: Yeah, they use it for the cash
1: flow for sure. The
0: cash flow is, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, you need that especially. No one knows what's to come. Everybody's talking doom and gloom. Well, how how does the next reset affect your marketplace, and what challenges do someone go through in that business?
1: So you're going to have to refigure out your your marketing. So the same property that sold, let's say it's a forty acre parcel, and yeah. let's say let's when, when the recession hits, um you know it's 24,900 well now it might be 21,900 and instead of $2,000 down you might get 1500 down instead of 449 a month it might be 349 a month so you have to test different pricing depending on, depending on the market so it's really that's the 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 real struggle is figuring out your your buyer what they can handle in that new reality. Now buying is phenomenal because people want to sell all day long, they need the cash. So it's just kind of figuring out, okay, now that I own this asset, you know, do I make, do I sell it for 70 cents of a dollar, 80 cents a dollar, 90 cents of a dollar, and kind of figuring that out. But we're still always buying 25, 30 cents of a dollar.
0: What about inventory? Is there like an abundance of inventory? Is inventory hard to find? Is there a certain geographical area where there's a lot of inventory?
1: I mean, Fuquan, let's be honest, nobody wakes up and thinks to themselves, boy, I'd really like some raw land in New Jersey today. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you live in New Jersey. So we specialize in the Southwest. So we're looking at New Mexico, Texas, Colorado, Arizona, uh, California. Then we might go a little bit in the Northwest to Nevada. So, um, you know, Washington, Oregon, and then Florida. I want the sunshine states, I want fast growing states. um, And, and there's an abundance of raw land there. The market is so big. You, me, a million people could get in this niche. We're all gonna run out of money before we run out of deal flow. And the fact is, if you know HGTV or the DIY network contacted me and said, Mark, let's do a, a show called Flip This Land. Well, the before picture is raw land. The after picture is raw land. It's the least, it's the most boring niche. <laughs> So we have this non-competitive niche. If you go to a REIA meeting, a real estate investment association meeting, hundred people in the room, 99 of them are going to be house flippers, landlords, and wholesalers. You and I, only land guys in the room. Yeah. So what What
0: about like uh, the next level of the land flipping, preparing it for a builder? Is that a market also where you buy real land, prep it, or you don't want to-
1: That's, Yeah, uh, yeah. I, you know, that's a whole different niche okay. and that's something that is going to be a little bit more risky. So essentially what you're going to do is you're entitled to land. You're going to go through the whole county process. There are people that do it and they make, you know, four hundred to $800,000 a year in that process, uh, getting it shovel ready for a developer. It's a tremendous amount of county risk, government risk. Um, I don't like the risk. Hmm. You, know, awesome. you know what they say? 80% of developers go under. Well, I don't know what percentage of, uh, of land, land guys. guys go under <laughs> uh, with that model, but I'd, I'd imagine it's pretty high.
0: What, what are you doing to add value to others? Like, are you have something like, um, uh, I don't want to say like training, but some type of education or something that you're doing to help others learn this niche? Because you're actually the first land guy. That's why I wanted to bring you on the show. You're the first land guy that I've interviewed since I started the, the podcast. And it's not, you know, I have mobile home guys. I have guys. Everyone's doing multi-units now. Everybody's, you know, changing whatever's Airbnb, short-term rentals. But you're the first guy. I don't, Especially on my local network, in my areas, there's no one that I know of that's actually doing this. So it sounds like it's the best kept secret. You know, those things that had the highest returns, there's not a lot of people sharing that information with people. So that's why I just wanted to bring in on the show. But what are you doing to add value to others, you know, showing them the way to kind of earn the same you way know, you are?
1: Yeah, I'm the Land Geek. So if you go to thelandgeek.com, uh, we have tons of free training available to teach people. In fact, I've got a $97 course called the Passive Income Launch Kit. Taquan, I'd love to offer your listeners that course for free. They just need to go to thelandgeek.com the forward slash launch kit and download it for free and see if this niche resonates with them. What's great about it is with uh, software we're 90% automated. So I've got front end software, I have back end software and then inexpensive VAs. I only work two hours a week in Frontier Properties.
0: Hmm. That's awesome. Now, I mean, what if, what if I don't want to do it? I just want to be, you know, um, joint venture or passive anything else in that realm, do you have any of those opportunities available? Like if I say, Hey, Mark, I got, you know, 20 grand or something. I want to, you know, partner with you on one of those land deals, but I don't want to actually go through the minutia of learning it and going through the process. I mean, do you have anything like that set up to diversify a little bit?
1: Yeah, because in our niche, the real value is the specialty knowledge. So let's say we take multifamily. Well, in multifamily, the real value is the capital. So you do equity partnerships in multifamily. In this niche, the real value is me knowing where to go and buy assets, 25, 30 cents a dollar. So the capital is not that important to me. So we don't partner as equity partners. If you got money sitting in the bank at 0%, I'll take that $20,000 and pay you, you know, eight to 12% interest on debt and you take almost no risk.
0: And then what is my security? Is it the land documents securing me at, you know,
1: a mortgage? Yeah, we could do a UCC1 um, okay. on the land.
0: So is this a UCC1 and a note that a note secures it. it? All right. Yep. Any insurance, anything else that secures it? I mean, there's nothing, to, you know?
1: Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, you know, I've, I've been hand. I've been doing this for, oh my gosh, almost 19 years now. So, if you, you know, you you look at the track record, you're like, okay, I've done it 5,200 times. I've literally, they've never been stuck with a piece of raw land and because we're so disciplined in our buying, you know, worst case, we'll make hundred percent. So you're going to get paid back.
0: So how do I lose money in this business? I mean, it sounds like. You
1: lose money uh, by. Sir, how you know, do I
0: lose money? What is my biggest risk in this business? How do I lose money?
1: You lose money by overpaying. So not knowing your pricing, number one. And the other way you lose money is you screw up due diligence so badly. Mm-hmm. So there's a POA that has $2,000 um, in back liens. You didn't check your liens. Um, you could lose money on that. But otherwise it's very, very difficult to lose money. What, um, you know, picking on New Jersey, you buy in New Jersey, in you know, a Superfund site that could cost you millions. So you have to go to epa.gov to make sure you're not buying in a Superfund site. So, but short of that, it's really difficult when you're buying any asset. It doesn't matter what asset it is. It could be land, it could be a car, anything you buy 25, 3 cents a dollar. There's someone else on the other end of that deal.
0: Let the freedom ring. You got the land, get house. <laughs> I mean, I'm jealous of your setup, man. You got the perfect lighting behind you. I'm in the dark room, no light, sunlight coming in. You know, you got the, the airpods and everything. I gotta step my game up over here.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I've got the art of passive income podcast, you gotta come on. For sure. Uh, Send me the invite for
0: to be a guest on the show. I'd love to come on in. Uh, we got the landgeek.com. Make sure you guys go check it out. You also uh drop something for free for the group. Uh Landgeek.com forward slash launch kit. This is great. I really appreciate you taking the time to, to share your journey with our listeners and adding value by, you know, giving free download and guys be sure to go check them out. Once again, another great episode of PFREI. Check us out on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, and all of the other podcast channels. Too many to live, too many to talk about, but thanks again, man. I really appreciate you coming to the show and, and sharing with our listeners. Anything that you want to last words before we depart?
1: Yeah. I, I love always ending with a Zig Ziglar quote. If you'll do for the next three to five years what other people won't do, you'll be able to do for the rest of your life what other people can't do. That's
0: awesome. Thank you, Sharon. appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Passion for Real Estate Investments podcast. Looking forward to providing you guys with more testimonials from successful real estate investors. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at a passion, the number four REI. Thanks so much, guys. And until next time, it's a great day.